just like famous children who were so good at camel riding. Yeah. Then that's, yeah. that's one thing, they, right? They had these huge contracts on like Nike and stuff like yeah. that. You know, yeah, exactly. be amazing, right? <laughs> then we'd be super torn. It's like, yes, the kid's in danger, but my God, the kid is really rich. Yeah. Right? Uh, and somehow we'd feel better about it. Uh, everybody, welcome to One Weird Thought with Kieran and Vijay. Uh, each week, Kieran and I deep dive into a weird thought. We take turns um, uh, writing up a thought, and then we meet and we share that thought and, and dissect it uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, Kieran, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Vijay. Uh, never, never been better. I'm in a foreign land yet again. Um, we're going to move soon to Bogota, but oh. I've been exploring a lot of Medellin today. And the reason it was a foreign land was because we actually explored Medellin at night, which was, you know, a little bit more sketch than Medellin during the day. I see. Interesting. And so when you say it's a foreign land, like for you, I'm not sure anywhere's a foreign land thing is you're homeless now. You're an international vagabond. Oh, this is a good point. This hurts. Um, I do feel a little bit worldly, though. Like the yeah. the world is my home, but ah. uh, you're you're absolutely right. Sometimes I I do miss the feeling of my own bed, which I have not felt in about a year and a half. Do you still actually own a bed? No. Oh, wow! You're a man without a bed, Karen. I want you to I don't have a to bed. contemplate that. I don't have you pills. don't even have a bed. No. I have, a, wow. I have a blanket. We we carry a um, a beach towel slash blanket around. It's it's a very nice, very expensive throw that we bought in LA. So it's a high quality material. But uh, yes, it it is basically picnic blanket, beach towel, and also can keep you warm on a couch in a pinch. Wow, we it's, it's it doing frequently. a it's, it's doing, doing a lot. lot. Yeah. You're getting a lot of value out of that one piece of fabric. You know? <laughs> uh, Most of us have like dedicated piece of fabric for each one of those things. Um, sounds about right. You, you know, we uh, like to, managed... look, I was recently in an, uh, in a healthy discussion with my wife about buying a new hat, uh, oh. because this one, uh-huh. this one that I'm wearing right now is, is more yeah. suitable for, for uh, dress or regular attire, just casual attire, but I see. you you don't want to get sweaty in it. It's it's uh, it's too formal for that, Karen. It is right. It's um, it, it's like a modern day stovetop hat. This would be the equivalent of <laughs> of a man on his way to the opera, uh, about to get shot, Abraham Lincoln style hat. Right, it's this got mod- it's got some height to it. Yeah, it's, it's got it some does. structure. It's got stru- It's the structure I think that gives it that formality. Thank you. you know, this is what I, I was. Imagine. This is exactly what I was explaining to her, and yet, I yeah. I have to justify the purchase of an athletic baseball cap, which I see. It, it's been tough to do. She's holding you back. I mean, you know, I looked at the hat and I was like, you know, I feel like I've seen it somewhere before, and I realized it was King Charles. King Charles wore Who, this hat. Probably it was probably him or somebody <laughs> like him. You know, 
Um, uh, Kieran, like one of the things that we do uh, each week is, yes. you know, our listeners rely on us uh, for the latest in news. And this week, uh, uh, kind of leading up to our sports theme, we'll be talking about sports today. I have some sports news for you. Um, actually, quite serious news. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, has been ah, arrested and what? charged with assault and strangulation after allegedly attacking his girlfriend. Um, uh, and uh, she ended up with, uh, with cuts on her face. And apparently he put his hands around her neck. Jeez. Now. Way to start with a, with a very serious topic, BJ. Yes. Now you're wondering, where am I going to go with this? And how do I turn yeah. this into how, something how do we, more jovial? More jovial. Yes. Well, we before usually I turn, keep this light, I thought. Yeah. But okay. Keep going. So first, let's acknowledge the, the horror of the alleged incident. Right. Yes. Um, and it is only alleged that he tried to strangle her. How she got those, you know, marks around her neck, anything could have happened. Right. Fair. But allegedly it was due to him strangling her. Now, why would I bring this particular piece of news up here? Outside of the fact that it's sports related and we're going to be talking about sports shortly. Well, I learned about this news uh, where I get most of my news from, and that is the ESPN ticker tape. And um, on the Chiron is giving you this news. Yes. Okay. Right. And so on the little Chiron, right, it kind of tells us what happened. You know, this this bad event. And then it thought it was really important for us to know that last season, Kevin Porter Junior. scored nineteen point two points per game. <laughs> they put his they put his game averages after <laughs> that kind of averages afterwards. What does that yeah. have to do with anything? See, if anything, I think it, with, with a strangulation-type crime, I would think the rebounds per game was more uh, relevant. I mean, yeah, you're thinking that he's got a good, solid grip on the ball, right? Exactly. Is what thinking, I don't right? think yes. the, the scoring potential, I, I don't think, is you, you don't think correlated. It's more like rebounds. But, I could see steals. What, what if it was like a soft touch at the rim, like the finger roll? And you're like, how could somebody oh. have such a delicate finger roll? be accused of something like this. No, but that's right? not what KPJ is up for. That's not he what has means. one of the f- most famous jump shots, though, in the NBA today. One of the most pretty jump shots that we'll probably yeah. never see again. That seems yes. pretty bad. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a monster in prison. Oh. Right? He's going to own the prison league. Let's face that. <laughs> right? And so, um, oh. so I, I think, I think right, the, the implication is this. Suppose he had averaged 4.6 games points per game last season. Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered as much. But I think what we're supposed to take away from this is what a loss, what an incredible loss that we are going to suffer through now. The fans. Yes. Yeah, the fans of Houston. Because you know, he was on a championship winning team. He yeah. won with the, with the Nuggets. Yeah. And to do this on his offseason not only hurts someone, it jeopardizes yeah. a returning champion from winning. And <laughs> I can't do How it. How could that? Yeah. <laughs> How could he do this to his fans? How could he do this to his fans and teammates? That's what everyone needs to be thinking based on the ESPN ticker tape. Yeah, I mean, maybe what happens is, you know, the jury sees the ticker tape and the net result is not only is he found guilty, he's given another six months on top of that sentence because he's cost his team 19.2 points per game. Oh, I was going to, if he's tried in Denver, they might let him out early, especially if Uh they do poorly next season. 
Ah, see. Well, that's that's today's news. Let me let me just tack on another story that Please. I I got roaming the streets. Today uh-huh. was a World Cup qualifying match between Colombia and Chile. Whoa. That, that's pretty big. Whoa. Yeah. And so we, we saw, and this really reminded me of an India-Pakistan cricket game, cricket match uh-huh. in India, uh-huh. where, uh-huh. you know, the all the establishments are deserted, deserted other than yeah. the ones that have TVs playing. Uh-huh. And you'll yeah. see crowds of people around the televisions. It was awesome, dude. So I, I went, I was checking the scores yeah. every 10 minutes because yeah. I, I couldn't want catch the game. Mm-hmm. And it was really exciting up until the 85th minute. And it was still nil-nil. And um, it ended up in a drop. So, Wow. Everyone was very want... excited. Like I could hear the oohs and ahs like across oh, the right, street. Right, it was right. great, oh. yeah. So it's, I know what it is. I feel like... I remember in England, like, you'd feel these kind of cultural moments that brought the country together. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I, was, more, I was more aware of them in England than I am in the US. And I don't know if it's just because England's, you know, a much smaller place right then. And, yeah. and so I'm running for the same thing with, with uh, Colombia as well, right? Like where like you have these things that just kind of bind the nation together. Yeah, and it's like in in the U.S., it's hard to concoct those events. Like I think the Super Bowl mm. is the closest we've got, right? But because even that that right now we just the USA national team lost to Germany in the FIBA World Cup, and it was a pretty devastating loss, I think, for us. But I I don't think it's really moving the nation into any any sort of solidarity. No, I don't no, think and, people and were watching the games. I I think the problem with the Super Bowl is it's is while it captures the nation's interest, yeah. it doesn't Alignous. it doesn't unify the nation, right? It doesn't have us all on the same side. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, whereas, you know, FIBA, if anybody cared about it, should should, in theory, right? yeah. And, and kind of discounting my own theory about, well, you know, America has more people than these other countries. India seems to kind of get behind this cricket team. Oh, India's, India's sold. Right? All of it, right? Like, like, even the damn javelin guy. Was it Neeraj Patel? I want to say Neeraj. No, Chopra. Uh, right? Who cares about Javelin? Only India because it's the only thing they got a gold medal in last time. We got a gold medal. And we beat the Pakistani. See? <laughs> See? Uh, I, think the, I think the Pakistani dude got silver. Like, it was a yeah. brown victory. It was pretty great. Yeah. He seemed pretty nice. Like, they were super, like, cordial towards each other. Like, afterwards. Dude, if India-Pakistan relations are ever going to improve, it's going to be through athletics. Because... Through athletics. I saw some beautiful images. I saw this. Um, yeah. There's like a fast bowler from Pakistan giving Jaspreet Bumrah a yeah. present for his kid. He just had a kid. He had to like oh. go home to see the the baby be born. And it caused an uproar in India, apparently, because, you know, he was supposed to be playing a, a match at the yeah. Asia Cup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the the athletes you, know what's up, right? Like you, they do, know. Do you see the Chiron in India ESPN was... Bumrah has a baby, comma, averages, you know, 62 yes. runs per game. Exactly. It was, his, bo- it? his bowling average, he takes a wicket every 12 <laughs> runs that he's given. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, Kieran, it's time we uh, dove into uh, today's topic, Beautiful. which is the, the future of sports. So, um, 
this week I started thinking about something that uh, every once in a while pops up in my consciousness. And that is many years ago, I read an article in The Atlantic, you know, fantastic journal, by the way, highly recommend it to all of our listeners, hands down the best journal to read, just in terms of great, great uh, writing. And they'd written an article about uh, camel jockeys in the Middle East. Karen, I'm sure you and I have discussed camel jockeys in the Middle East before, outside of this podcast. Sure, yeah, of course. Right, right? So, um, it's so you know where the I'm more going. absurd sports that we do. Yes, as, yeah. So uh, in, uh, with camel jockeys uh, and, and camel racing in, in the Middle East, apparently it's a big deal. Everybody's into it. Uh, they are surprisingly now, the way, fast, right? Th- those I, camels can move, man. They can go. Right. I, um, I know you're not supposed to be surprised when like a horse-like animal gallops so quickly, but I think they're about as fast as a horse, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they move. Yeah. Right? And so um, the challenge uh, with any kind of riding sport is that for some reason we insist on putting a human on the back of the animal that's, that's, that's racing, and yet we mm. still want to go as fast as possible. So in the Middle East, where they're more liberal with respect to their attitudes about child labor, um, they would frequently use uh, what were effectively indentured, not just servants, but children uh, from uh, Pakistan and Bangladesh. Like Why they kids as young indentured? As- yeah, because they would bring them over, right? Like, and they were oh effectively indentured, right? Like, because I was going to say, if they were just like famous children who were so good at camel riding, yeah, then that's yeah. that's one thing, and they, right? They had these huge contracts from like Nike and stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, exactly. It'd be amazing, right? <laughs> then we'd be super torn. It's like, yes, the kid's in danger, but my God, the kid is really rich, yeah, right? Uh, and somehow we'd feel better about it, right? But no, we can make ourselves um, feel better, yes. So suffice to say. Um, Folks in the West were getting increasingly alarmed about this and were putting pressure uh, on like places like Bahrain and, and, and Saudi Arabia to act, right? And, you know, all these countries rely on petrodollars and eventually they felt obligated to do something. And they came up, you know, with a solution that relies on technology uh, and that solution was uh, robotic uh camel jockeys now uh fun fun side fact right and that is the problem with a robotic camel jockey is you've got to make it look like a human in order to motivate the camel to move Mm. but remember these countries are um uh, islamic nations right so you can't create something that has a human likeness that's so good. <laughs> yeah. So you had to thread this needle, right, where it had to be just human-like enough to fool the camel. Yeah. But not to fool humans. Wow. And that's so a, that's an amazing requirement. Yeah. For yeah. that robotics team, right? Can to... you imagine being the product manager who had, to, who had to come up with that requirement? Oh. And then how do you, I would love to be the QA tester on that. Like, how do you test it? Like, did it? How many humans did it fool? But you I included to, a picture that seemed pretty human-like it, it to me. It looked very human to me as well. And all the pictures I saw, they all looked way more human than I expected. I guess um, it doesn't have... Yeah, it's wearing goggles. So maybe... Maybe, 
Um, the goggles maybe are we, obscuring some sort of. They don't put eyes and ears. Maybe the eyes. Yeah. Maybe we lodge a complaint, and we we lodge a complaint based on data. We do a survey in the Middle East. We take that image. We say, how many people think this is a human? We come back to the clerics and we say, guys, here's the data: seventy-two percent of uh, of, uh, of your uh, folks uh, believe that this is human. Ego. How have I never talked about this with any? I've never talked to a Muslim about this, which is I, like, do they I'm not have shocked. Mad? Are you sure that, that you and I have not spoken it, about this? Yeah, we should call you know a special guest in to discuss. We should call our token Muslim points. friend in. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give him a call afterwards. But I, I just thought they outlawed idol worship. I didn't know you could, you couldn't even make. No, the all, all the uh, all the Abrahamic religions, you're not supposed to have an image, uh, and it's only the apparently only the Muslims, and not all of the Muslims who take that seriously. Um, yeah, because I've to... walked past, you know, Virgin Marys, and... right? But like, if you look at Islamic art, right, it's not it's, a lot of times like it's scripture, right? Yeah, it's like pattern. It's, a, it's like yeah, beautiful it patterns, patterns yeah. and colors yeah. and. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's what's going on there. Right. So this got me thinking. Like, like I say, I probably read this article, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And yet, periodically... <laughs> it just pops up it, in your it mind. It pops up in my consciousness. <laughs> right? And it, it got me thinking about sports and, and the future of sports in general. And where do we go? Uh, you know, what's, where does this naturally go? Well, there, there have been, you know, some attempts at, at trying to do robot soccer and things like that. And quite frankly, it's terrible. Right, oh, the robots. The, the are... wildly popular robot wars. Have you ever caught those? Uh, yeah, I, I thought about the robot wars. Right, it's not human-like enough. And and I think, and I, I think I it's used to more... love that. Yeah. Right, but I, I think where it misses the mark. I mean, it's also like I, I use the example in the in the Substack post around um, drone racing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Is is like another example. Right. That. It's not like you're going total. Like I feel like it's more fun if the humans and the robots are actually competing against each other, mm. or you know you have these teams that are hybrids of robots and humans. That to me seems really interesting. Like um, you know, imagine that um, you've got uh, Lionel Messi teamed up with you know his digital twin. Yeah, you know, and how exciting would that be? You know, um, I feel like uh, there's only a set of years that that would be exciting. After which, robotic technology will completely destroy humans, and it'll just feel yeah. bad. Because like, yeah, they're pretty well, well, good at sports in general. I thought these robots. So uh, hold that thought for a second, like because you know, as a product manager, Karen, like one of the important things that we have to dive into is the why right? yeah like why, why would anybody sports? yeah right so in this instance right the question is well why would you why would you do this and i think there's many reasons one of the reasons is that if you look at the performance of professional athletes mm -hmm. it's very incremental progress at best right and and i shared a couple of stats in the post right uh if you look at the premier league uh, over the last 10 years, um, the goals are trending up, 
ish, but it's a pretty shallow uh, increase in the number of goals scored per season uh, in the Premier League. And in a similar vein, uh, in the NBA, right, the points per game, everybody talks about how, wow, nobody plays any defense anymore. You can actually see how there's this massive difference between the 27-2018 season and the 2018-2019 season. But that massive difference is five points per game. (laughs) Right? So it's not, you know, really that massive. Right? So so that's one It seems like like, you're saying the skills should translate into points or goals. Yes. Which... Yeah, just in some shape or form. Right? I guess another way another way of looking at it is maybe both but defense and offense. Metric. Yeah, they're both right? they're both going, they're both up, going up. They're both going yeah. up at the same rate. But the reason why I would challenge that is I would argue that the folks who are scoring are the folks who get all the money. Mm, yeah. So you would you would think that we're more motivated to improve that than we are to improve defense. And it does seem like defense is a team sport. Whereas offense yeah. is often individual in the two sports you mentioned. That's, that's true. It's true in cricket as well, right? Like um, individual brilliance is usually measured in, in offense. Um, yeah. 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 So, so that, look, that's one reason, right? Which is as fans, yeah. uh, we want it to be excited. Wouldn't it be amazing if the average number of goals scored per game next season in the Premier League was nine? Right, that would be a game changer, right? Like if on average, like you'd see a score and it'd be like, blah blah blah, seven, the other guys four, right? I, I want to question this, Vijay. Did did you step back and go even further in the question of why? And then, yes, what what did you come to in terms of why do we do sports in the first place? Like, does this yeah. swapping out of humans what? with robots help that goal? Ah, uh, Kieran. That's a, that's a, that's another fine question. It's a fine question that I will defer, but please keep me honest because we must come back and explore that question. Okay. The okay. other why, right? The other, and I, I, I'm loath to say this, but the other why, and perhaps the most important why, is money, right? So today, our top most players are exhausted by the end of the season, right? If you look at the excuses that the U.S. Na- uh, national team was putting out there with respect to their uh, FIBA for, uh, performance, right? It was like, it came down to our seasons are long. Uh, our teams have not had much time to play with each other. And therefore, that's why we lost. And apparently, like, our seasons are much, much longer than the European seasons. Yeah. The European seasons are like 16 or 30 games per season. Dude, so they're running games. around on pressure. Yeah. 82 games. Plus, plus the hand, you know. Yeah, plus you got to get through the playoffs, right? And so, yeah. and then on top of that, I was listening to JJ Reddick's yeah. podcast today, which I love, by the way. Yeah, uh, great JJ, podcast. JJ, if you're listening, you know, love your work, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and and so, uh, yeah, he was pointing out like between the between the regular season, the Olympics, and FIBA, right? They're back to back to back, right? And it's really draining. So now the power of robotics is you can have those long seasons and have less wear and tear, right? Like, you know, you swap out a leg, right? You know, a torn robotic ACL isn't, you know, it's not career-ending. Like, he comes off for a couple of minutes, they swap it out, and he's back out there. Hmm. You might lose him for two minutes, right? 
Would you say um, we already kind of do this in F1 racing? Like, at some level, that machine mm. is more important than that human being, right? Uh, so, uh, so I think I think they're equally important. I, I think uh, I, I don't know how much you. I, I don't follow F one much, but one of the uh, th- these guys have to understand G forces about six Gs. Yeah, yeah. I right? think they and, they have to be incredible. Yes. Yeah. So one of them, he can crack a walnut with his neck. Right. That's pretty impressive. Highly so impressive. They're, they're, Right, they're, they're strong, they're highly focused, right? Like their ability to concentrate for more than an hour, right? Like relentlessly. Well, I, so I I'm think not, they're very special people. Let me, let me backtrack and just like clarify because I'm not saying that they have lack of skill, but I'm yeah. saying an incredible machine can, can overcome any, like a few skill deficits. So you don't have to be the best racer if you have the best car. But if you're the best racer and you have a shit car, you're not going to win anything. Yes, yeah, I I I agree. I agree. Right, with like you. it's so, all, it's dependent a lot on that machine. Yes, yeah, and so now let, let's talk about let's talk about how I see this progressing, right? So imagine, um, in the first couple of seasons, right? I, you know, I remember in the Premier League when I was a, a wee lad, it was a big deal when in what was then called the first division we had two Argentinian players join the the first division. Oh, otherwise it was all British players? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And so it was uh, Ozzy Ardiles and some other Argentinian guy. And it was so exotic, right, that we had these international players. <laughs> Vijay, right? like, like, sometimes yeah. I forget the How age difference yeah, that we have. Yeah. Most of the time we're we're talking as equals, but then you throw out a fact like this, and I'm like, "Damn, yeah. DJ, you've been so, around. You've seen some shit." Kira, let me tell you, this is how old I am. I want to just put it in perspective for you. <laughs> when I was about that age, the hemline on the soccer short was quite short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite. It was a lot shorter than it is today, in fact. And when we would look at the old timers playing, like you know the the footage of the guys in the 1960s playing, they would have their longer shorts on and we yeah. would laugh at them. Only to ourselves be laughed at when hemlines <laughs> dropped and became much longer. So I've gone through a full cycle. That's how old I am. There were a few decades um, where the hemlines just, inc- they they increased quite a bit, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even like, if you, if you look at for, people like... Even table tennis. Table tennis people yeah. would show up in like yeah. really tight... Small well, shorts. If you look at the shorts that Magic was wearing, yeah, it would have been amazing to see Shaq in those shorts. Oh my God! I oh. I'm glad. I'm glad by the time Shaq got in there that I, I they think changed, this is uh, something they changed. We've the got to send into TNT, and we've got to ask them to do this. Yeah, get Shaq in one of those old time shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he would do it. <laughs> he would totally. Do I, it. I don't. I don't think Kenny the Jet can fit that. Like Kenny. And he's got some glutes on him, man. I don't think they would get in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about that. There, is it because you're watching that old magic documentary? No, like, I haven't the, seen it. There's I, something I going I, the Showtime? I can't watch Showtime. it because it's, it's, it's not too, a documentary. Uh, so there's this, there's this kind of person acting like, like they're magic. And I just uh, can't come to terms with it. Can't come to terms with what? it. What? So, oh, it's not a last dance type deal. It's no, not no, like no, actual yeah, footage. Yeah. No, this is all dramatized. 
Oh, right? And then, man. of course, everybody's angry. Like, that's not how it really was. So, kind of, so coming into coming into our uh, situation here, right? So, what I see is, imagine season the first couple of seasons. You yeah. have one or two robots come in. Maybe they come in off the bench, and you're only allowed to play them like ten minutes per game, mm. right? And there's one parameter on which they're excellent, but apart from that, they're kind of crap, right? So, for example, maybe. They can run at 45 miles an hour, right? Which would be amazing to see. Can you imagine, like, just watching them, like, leave Mbappe, right? You know, just just blow past him, right? But, yeah. right, you can also see limitations, like, they can't go left and right very well, right? Yeah, um, they, they get pushed over pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you can foul them pretty easily, right? They're, they're just not stable, Right, and they can't even do things like get themselves up very easily after they fall down. Right? No, they'll need like Actually, two teammates to do that. Can you imagine them like doing the whole thing of grabbing their ankle after they're pretending to fall down? How yeah, many seasons like in do you, do you think you have to like kind of do they like, program that in uh, into the robot? Where, hey, listen, if you get even a little bit touched, we want you to go for the dive. I right? think like, you they build... will be set after their fifth game because yeah, they're going to make these robots learn and self-referential in a way, right? What, what, so, so do you think that they will get rewarded for falling over and then they'll, they'll kind of like AI their way through and say, hey, I should fall yeah. over? Yeah. Right? And then they also learn how much to fall over like to, to kind of really sell it to the ref. They're, they're going to get to like a nice sweet spot. It'd be amazing to see them like go argue with the ref, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, maybe they're amazing penalty kick takers, right, and free kick takers, right? They can, like, what if they can kick the ball at 180 miles an hour? Right, that poor human goalie, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but maybe the accuracy is not there, right? You know, and so it, it still stays interesting. Yeah. But and, and the other thing I could see is the equivalent of them getting tired, right? Their batteries start wearing out; they have to start con- uh, conserving energy, like things like that. Well, right? one thing um, I'll plug here is: um, Have you seen those Mar- Mark Rober uh, videos on YouTube? No. So he does a lot. Of, he actually does mechanical and robotic appendages for existing players like he's done like mechanical bats so you can like hit every fastball even if thrown by a major league pitcher he's done um mechanical footballs so you like never miss a field goal things like that interesting yeah he's done a mechanical bowling ball i think that you can just pilot and always get a strike (laughs) you know so that's like yeah, yeah, that's the kind of hacks I think we would start seeing in the the sporting world if this were to come to pass. See, I, see, the reason why I, I don't know if I agree with you on that because if you look at the pushback against uh, performance enhancing drugs, right? Imagine mm. like you have to be outfitted with like a a leg assist device. It would be viewed in yeah. the same way, but here, like, there would be some glory in you know, watching Messi just school a robot and make the robot look stupid, right? Like, um, right, so I think, you know, I think I think it'd be interesting for us to watch. And then over time, you know, you can see scenarios where the robots gradually get better and better. Yeah, and I think yeah. the tipping point is when you first start hearing the fans chanting, you know, the robot's name. In binary. Like, the, yeah, like the binary is a robot. I like it. One zero one 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 zero one one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
and and I don't know, kids. I, I can't get what, too excited what, about cheering for a robot. I don't know. But, but what about kids emulating the robot's moves? Like like the robots like start inventing moves that haven't been done by humans before. Mm. And then humans start trying to mimic uh, mimic those moves. And imagine kids are wearing not messy shirt anymore, but binary shirt. Right? Um Messi is in binary. He's the number two. Oh my god. See? Maybe he is a robot. He could be. He could be our first robot um recruit. Yeah, yeah. Well he could be uh, used to uh do the machine learning, the training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for the robot. Just do what this guy does. I, I do think it's an interesting idea to have humans and robots play against each other. But I feel like it would best be it would be best done in like novelty games. So you have like almost full robot leagues and the right. winning team is like this hacked up group of robots that has beat everyone at, at, you know, robot football. And then they, at some point play, you know, real Madrid or Manchester United. And it becomes right. like this novelty event, but I can't see like oh. a whole league, like watching robots, you know, beating humans or, Watching humans push over robots—that just feels so, so, so do, like do you something think, okay, wrong ha- there. Ha- well, I think there's something perverse about it, but yes, I think there's as with all of our ideas. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that is the uh, one weird thought vibe. Right, but but I do think um, that notion of man against machine. Yeah. Right, and maybe there's this kind of desperate need for mankind to show that we can dominate machines. Like I said, this desperate bit, like we're in this war. Like, and, and maybe your format works better in the sense that they have their leagues, the machines have their leagues, and there's the human leagues, right? And then there's the equivalent of the all-star game, where it's yeah. humans versus robots, mm-hmm. right? And you can see like there are fans who are kind of like much more into the into the robot league, and then there are other fans who are much more into the human league. Right? And, and um, there are defined archetypes for those fans right like people who watch demolition derby versus people mm. who like watching the olympic races like yeah they're kind of i don't think there's like a ton of overlap um and they're both important they're both like sporting events to them so well i wonder if um i wonder if the two communities resent each other like the two communities of fans resent each other like the traditionalists you know resent the modernist I, I use the example of VAR in the in the uh, Substack article how everybody hates VAR yeah, yeah. but it's, it's not going anywhere and every sport seems to have its equivalent of VAR right like tennis has had the the, the lines thing for, for years and years right uh, and um, uh, basketball you know they, they stop do the replay thing uh, that replay American thing is football. so useless though just um, in, in basketball it's just well, it slows everything. I mean, in it's all of these, so ones, slow. It's, it just slows down the flow, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe a better approach would be like, go ahead, do the review, and at the end, right, you tack on, you know, depending on the situation, maybe you tack on an extra couple of minutes, or you award a couple of extra points, right, at the end to kind of like balance it all out. Yeah. So you don't blow up the flow of the game. That'd be cool. Uh, or just you know live with the ref's decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's funny, but people don't want to live with the refs, right? The irony is that we have all these things that people hate the refs. Yeah, people just, it, people it becomes scapegoats. Yeah. Have you ever been a ref, Fiji? 
Oh, I've never been. Have you ever been a ref? Yeah, as a college job, my first yeah. paying job when I was a freshman in college was as a football ref, uh, as soccer ref. Right? Is that right? I didn't realize the this. worst job I have ever done in my life, PJ. What What level were you uh, were you refereeing? College intramural sports. I see. I see. The, these are non professionals playing for yeah. almost no stakes. Yeah, and Yet. they still found a way to just complain and bicker and whine insistently at the refs. It was really painful. Uh, so I switched to women's soccer. Much uh. better. Everyone was nice to the refs. It's just the men's sports were painful. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, that uh, sounds. I don't understand. Well, I guess money's a motivator. There's no motivator. There's no money. It was just, and there were certain teams too. Like I, I, I don't want to malign all men's sports. I think there were certain teams that are actually really cool, but <laughs> by and large, they took it way too seriously. Like everyone got super competitive, and then no one ever thinks that it's their fault. And if you get a call wrong, it just ruins your reputation. So um, it was really, it was very stressful. Very stressful for about twelve dollars an hour. I'll, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Well, do you think that we could have robotic referees? Uh, yeah, I think we should get to robotic referees at some point. Like, It'd be I interesting, think because then everybody's angry at this machine. Then, yeah, they can't be really that angry. They could um, be. Maybe it makes them even angrier because. They can't get the reaction that they would get out of a human. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think um, that dynamic does need to change because, I mean, it's holding a lot of players back, this whole ref player dynamic. Like even in, uh, in the NBA, Luka Doncic is just like huge whiner these days. Yeah. He just yeah, constantly complains. Extremely yeah. talented individual. If he just played, he'd be amazing. Yeah. But yeah. oftentimes he just these guys get into like get into their own head or they feel like the mm. refs are out to get them. And yeah, it's tough at the end of the day, it's a sport and there's lots of money. So maybe there are, there are issues of referee corruption, but they're by and large, it's small. And if you look at it, refs are just doing their best. It's, it's not like a ton of money, especially compared to their athletic counterparts. So um, I vote for robotic refs, VJ over robotic players. <laughs> Uh, I could, but what would it mean then to have like the players like yelling at the robot afterwards? Maybe the players wouldn't yell at the robot because the robot's I don't just think you could. Yeah, the robot doesn't change, change their mind. No, but then maybe that makes you even angry and you kick the robot. I think they would just get mad at each other or get mad at themselves because they have no one else to blame. The the issue Wait, with did... human referees is that you can blame another human being, which yeah, is oftentimes our first. Our first instinct is to blame others. So, the, you know, the other function that referees serve uh, uh, in sports is to break up fights or to de-escalate before a Who fight. Who do that serious. better than a robot? Yeah, the, the robot just comes in, bam, just yeah. Mm. Like there are it. some like, attack dog robots. I've seen. I've seen some really strong robots. Oh, you could just have them parked around the corners. Yeah. The they just come charging in. They just charge and they in. pick up. 
they pick up the offending players and then just take them off. They yeah. carry them off under their arms like this, like they're, like they're little children having a tantrum. Uh, and then the players look so ridiculous. None of them want to be humiliated like that. And we solved the whole problem. Solved the whole problem before it even started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, some, some of the other weird implications, right? I think we touched on the idea of, like, these football chants, right? Imagine the chants now being focused on the robots. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they would, like, what call it, like... What if we had robot fans? We just need the fans as well. We needed AI. Who were cheering for the robots. They will be cheering for the robots. <laughs> sports I, sports yeah. becomes this like virtual, I mean, at some point, maybe we do get just virtual sports. And the whole robot thing is just better in the digital world. But, but Karen, you know, there's something about going to a live sporting event. Right, yeah, but that sense have of, you seen the energy at these live gaming events, VJ? Yes, yes, I, I've, I've, uh, yes, I, I, I have. I have. It's true. I've heard. No, no, I, I've never attended. Yeah, yeah. I've so never attended. I, the, the, yeah, the only reason I know it is because when I was at Intel, we were looking at these events and and trying to, you know, basically plaster our name. Yeah, Intel is, to associate is huge with the gaming community. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just trying to wedge their way in there. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, tell these people that you use our chip, right? And that's what's giving you the edge. That's, you know, it's, like, it's Intel inside. That's why. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Never, uh, never mind the $2,000 graphics card I got in there. You know? yeah. All uh, the hard stuff is offloaded off of the Intel that's right. CPU, yeah, yeah. but don't, yeah. don't, don't mention um, that. Uh, so, um, but can we circle honestly, back to the initial question, Vijay? Why sports? And why would robots... If And if we can answer the why human beings choose to do something yeah. so childish as sports. I love sports. And you, lo yeah, you love yeah. sports. A lot of us love yeah. sports. But like, it doesn't serve any need in the classical sense. Or does it? Do, do you think that it's a... Um... Do you think it's a substitute for war? It's like a safe outlet for war. It allows I, us to compete and and gives us something to, to believe that. in. Yeah. It give, like, like, I think it's a like I think you have to look at it through two different lenses. You have to look at it through the lens of the participant, and you have to look at it through the lens of the fan. Right? Yeah. So, as a participant, like when you're playing basketball, like you know, you're out there, you're competing, right? You're going, you're you're going toe to toe, like you're. You, you're, you're coming down the court, right? yeah. there's somebody in your face, you know, and there's something to it, right? Like just about just think, right? Just right there, like, you there know. There are a few right things there, more there. gratifying than just getting the step on someone and That's right. banking in a layup or yeah, just like stepping just, back and draining a yeah, three. Yeah. It's amazing. Or or just rejecting them, you know, they're, ah, they're going up. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, you know, you know, like it, it, it's kind of animalistic, right? So, so there's that facet of it, yeah. right? And so now I think that facet changes a bit when there's machines because now your dominance is about dominating machines. And it could be quite timely to do that right now because oh, with the threat of AI, yeah. right, we're all scared of AI, right? But and we this need is to show of, 
show our superiority. Yeah. Yeah, we have to show it who's boss, right? So you can imagine, you know, that iconic uh, Muhammad Ali scene, right? Like picture where he's like standing over the guy who he's Yeah, we need the UFC equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Just a mangled robot that's just been beaten to, to a pulp. Yeah, or like after like somebody's been posterized, you know, and you're like looking yeah, down. I'm at- going to do a 180 on this idea. I think I think this is yeah. great. I think this is a very timely idea indeed. See, this could be this could be the thing that helps us feel better about this inevitable march uh, towards AI. Kira, I think we've actually solved an important problem for society. We have accidentally. Yeah, you know what? The more I think about this, Kieran. Imagine if on a scale of zero to 10, mankind's happiness was at a seven today, but was trending towards like a five because of AI. Yeah. We might have moved it back to a 5.5 with this idea. 5.5. Like giving us this outline. Maybe a six. If we're lucky. Maybe a six. Kieran. Maybe well, a six. You know, I, I, I mean, that's science, Kieran. Like Those are numbers that we just put out there. And we maths. put up numbers. We put up data. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's that kind of insight that our listeners listen for. It, it's, it's the hard data, you know, solving the difficult questions that society faces is, is why they come to us for, exactly. for guidance, leadership, inspiration. And um, for all the thank you notes, we do have that email address that people can send their thoughts yeah. yes, and comments absolutely. to. Yeah. And, and Shaq, you know, if you're listening, uh, please, uh, See if you can borrow a pair of magic shorts. We'd love to see you get into them. Uh, uh, better yet, uh, see if you can get into Muggsy Bogues' shorts. That would be amazing oh my as well. Um, <clears throat> TNT is uh, a family-friendly uh, show, NBA and TNT. So maybe they won't Yeah, that's that. a good point. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, they'll have to figure out how to manage that. Maybe he's wearing them under the desk mm, and yes. just alluding to the fact that they're there. Charles and Ernie and know. Ch- Charles and Ernie look down and go, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and they just describe what they see yeah. right and it's it's all in the facial expressions right you know <laughs> so oh. uh, uh, I, I feel like we've we've exhausted this topic and um, it's time to uh, thank our listeners for listening thank you so uh, much yeah please uh, uh, if you have any thoughts on this uh, reach out to us uh, I think we should start a letter writing campaign to TNT Sports. Uh, so everybody, all of you, contact uh, Magic and Shaq, and let's see if we can get those shorts on Shaq. That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, by the way, when you do contact them, make sure you uh, CC us or do whatever the hell you do on Twitter, which is the equivalent of CC. Uh, at mention us as well. Um, mention us in the tweets. Yeah. Um, yes, thank you, Kurt. Thank perfect. you for saving me. Yeah. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, any thoughts, you know, you want to share with us, you can find us at uh, onewiththought at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter uh, or X. Or X now, can, yeah. Yeah. At One Weird Thought yeah. and, and Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Thought. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. Just look for weird, One Weird Thought. You'll find us. We're there. And we look or forward we'll to find you. Me. Oh, we'll find you. Whoa. Oh, sinister. I, maybe it's the beginnings of the next weird thought. There All right. Go. Till next time, Vijay. This was awesome. Till, till next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye.